Well, hello again, friends. Welcome back to Between the Shadows. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you all so much for coming back for episode 28, y'all. <laughs> so last episode we talked, we talked about uh, the effects on seven, I'm sorry, the effects of seven. 1795 on 1968, where Vicky is coming back from the past and she's still remembering pieces and um, Barnabas didn't wait, was very impatient and just decided to bite her and put him under his and put it put her under his 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 spell and then eventually running away together and they don't get very far they get just outside the cemetery where they see a man on the road who looks just like Peter Bradford and just about run him over but Vicky swerves and misses him but causes quite a bit of damage to herself and to Barnabas and to the car so this is where um this is where we're going before we get started we failed to mention this in the last couple episodes while we were on our three-month hiatus we actually celebrated one year of between the shadows guys it was one year on april the 10th which just happens to be our dad's birthday so happy very <laughs> late birthday dad <laughs> happy birthday. yeah so so i just i wanted to mention that and and i i thank you everyone who's out there listening we we really appreciate you guys we appreciate the support uh we appreciate the recognition um, our fellow podcasters, Jewel and and Penny Dreadful, we, we appreciate you guys so much. So one year between the shadows. <laughs> thank so, you, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. So so this new this episode, this next episode after Vicky has crashed the car, they introduce two brand new characters mm-hmm. in this show. Now one is kind of familiar because he looks like Peter Bradford, but we learn that he's not Peter Bradford. He is yeah. a man named Jeff Clark. Yeah, and. We also see Dr. Eric Lang, who is played by Addison Powell. Mm-hmm. And so we we get two brand new characters in this episode. Um, the next episode opens up at the Collinsport Hospital. And I believe this would have been pretty shocking for the audience who were watching it, you know, daily. Yeah. And lo- watching it live. And we, yeah, that we, felt like some finale. Yeah, shit. definitely. Like definitely, like, definitely cliffhanger. You know, yeah. I, I think at that point I'd be one of them kids running home to watch Dark Shadows. Right, right. It's like I gotta know what happened to him. You know, and we we would uh, we all would would guess we all would guess what would happen to Barnabas if he ever found himself as a patient in yeah. a hospital. Yeah. And my first guess is that the doctors would immediately find out that he was a vampire and either call the police or destroy him. Well, and like they told Julia on the phone when she answered the phone at Collinwood. That Barnabas is being, he's very critical. He's on the critical list. And being prepped for a massive blood transfusion. Yes. That's like their first, their first notice in Barnabas, like he is very low on blood. Yeah, he's, he's on the critical list. We, we, we can't figure out why he's not dead with as little, you know, very little blood in his system. Right. And so, you know, we see a nurse picking up the phone to dial Collinwood. Julia is the one. I don't know how we got that lucky that Julia was the one to pick up the phone. Yeah. And the nurse informs her that both Barnabas and Vicky have been admitted after a car crash and julia makes the smart move and going there herself instead of telling the entire family straight off the bat she gets in the car and gets down there as quickly as Mm -hmm. she can Mm -hmm. so dr lang dr eric lang is treating both barnabas and vicky Mm -hmm. and barnabas is extremely lucky that dr lang is the one who is treating them in my opinion because i think again if it had been any other doctor Barnabas would have been in serious trouble, given the fact that he's a vampire. Yeah. But we are going to learn very, very soon that Dr. Eric Lang is no ordinary doctor. Yeah, definitely. Like Julia, she's definitely not what she seems. We we see him examining Barnabas, and he's he's very puzzled, very Uh puzzled. Uh And he doesn't say a word, not yet. But he's the look on his face is like, 
a what? <laughs> what is and, going on? This guy shouldn't even be alive. Right. It's like, I don't understand. He's, he's, he's asking the nurse who treated him in the emergency room if he was bleeding extensively, trying to figure out why it is yeah. that he has such a low blood count and, again, prepares him for a massive blood transfusion. And as far as we know, there's really no exit wound that would have allowed him to right where are the cuts where, where are the gashes where's yeah. the, where's the laceration and yeah. you know he he goes to the closet to check barnabas's clothes to see if there's any blood on his clothes and there's nothing mm-mm, there mm-mm. and next we go to vicky's room where she's sleeping in the hospital and standing over her is a man who looks remarkably like peter bradford mm-hmm. but like i said we we find out that his name is jeff clark and I don't think Vicky quite believes it at first. <laughs> oh, no. He he tells her he's only there because he felt bad that he caused the accident by standing in the road. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to make sure that she was okay. And we learned that Jeff Clark pulled them both out of the car after it crashed. Mm-hmm. And Jeff claims to rem- not to remember. He doesn't, I don't know you. I don't know, who are you? Yeah. But Vicky tells him, it's like, it's not that you look like him. It, you're exactly the same. You are him. And he was like... I, I, Peter, Peter, <laughs> Jeff tells Vicky that he'll he'll come back the next day, but not before the nurse comes in a second time and kicks yeah, him out. He's yeah. already she's already tried to kick him out once, but he came back, you know. And the nurse tells him that Doctor Lang is the one treating them, and Jeff or mm-hmm. Peter, bleh, Jeff, <laughs> seems to be shocked or maybe a little irritated that to find out that Doctor Lang is the one treating him. Now, at first, I didn't give much thought to this. I was like. Is he Jeff or is is he Jeff or is he Peter? You right, know, right. so I, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to that. The and way they play with characters, you just don't know what yeah, road they're going to go down. Exactly, you just don't know. And you know, this this you recycling recycling actors is not a new thing for Dark Shadows. So it's right, right. at the moment you just don't. You're in my heart. I was hoping that it was Peter Bradford. I'm like, I'm like that he loved her. She loved him. Like, come on, can Vicky please just get her happy ending? Please. Again, it's. It, it's that one thing that, I don't know how to word this correctly, but it just feels like it, that one thing that followed her back. I know Angelique followed her back too, but it was that one thing that stayed with her. Right. In her mind, that was the most prominent thing really was Peter. Right. And that's, again, what makes me believe that that was the one change in the past. Because right. Because I, I just don't know. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. The words that were said between Vicky and Peter, it just would make sense that that didn't happen with Phyllis. Right. I, and I agree. So. I, I agree. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that he did not love Phyllis the way that he loved Vicky. Yeah. Sorry, but he, I don't think he did. So eventually, you know, Peter, Peter's in Vicky's room talking to her. And you mean Jeff? <laughs> Good Lord. This is going to be a hard one, y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's start over. <laughs> so eventually Lang comes into Vicky's room while Jeff is in there trying to, you know, get her to calm back down and, Tells you know that's when he tells her that he pulled them out of the car and all right. that, and he comes in to examine Vicky here. And while he's doing that, very quickly a nurse runs back into Vicky's room mm-hmm. to tell Lang that Julia is there trying to transport Barnabas to Wincliffe. It's like somebody's trying to move him. You need to come here right now. This is this is while Doctor Lang is investigating the marks on Vicky's neck. You mm-hmm. know, after he's puzzled by Barnabas and. You know, Vicky doesn't give him any answers because, you know, the victim of the vampire doesn't give the vampire up, you know. Right. But And Lang ends up breaking down every single thing that he's got so far on Barnabas, yes. medically anyway. Yes. And and he's, and he's smart, you know. He's 
And he, Ju- he's no ordinary doctor. Right. Just like Julia. Yeah. Like, And Julia tries the whole, it's a rare blood disorder <laughs> number. Yes. But of course, Lang doesn't buy it. He's as smart as Julia. Right. L- Lang comes in and Julia is already on the phone trying to get yep. Barnabas out of the hospital. Already got him a room at Winclough. Yes. I'm and coming. Meet me, meet me with an ambulance in front of the hospital. Yep. She, she's already got a plan. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of want to talk about this just for a moment. Just, just, just for a minute. Um, Julia, she doesn't trust Barnabas. We, we've already established that. Yeah. And she knows what he did to Vicky and warns him that he only had 24 hours to decide what he was going to do before Julia, you know, was going to give him up. Mm-hmm. And still, Julia went to the hospital to save Barnabas and to protect him from what the doctors would eventually find out about him. And I really believe this took so much loyalty on Julia's part. We've been talking about mm-hmm. how loyal Julia is, how loyal Ben was. This took so much loyalty on Julia's part, even though Barnabas didn't trust her and didn't even seem to like her. Right. Julia, this is one of the reasons why Julia is one of my favorite people. Yeah. I, I just, I believe that she was still interested in, interested in him as a patient. Yeah. I mean, it could be that, but I just, I'm not sure I believe that. I believe that Julia still loved Barnabas. But you're right. You're right. Um. Even up to this point, as long as um, Barnabas and Julia have been in cahoots together, that trust factor still hasn't really been established between the both of them. Right. After all this they've gone through so far. Right. The trust factor still isn't there. Yes. No matter what. But like, Julia still went. She still went. Yeah. And I don't believe I don't believe it was any sort of young like head over heels thing kind of love i think it was a love that made her want to protect him and keep anything bad from happening to him like it started with her you know obsession with her project barnabas is her project and i think the love and admiration was a little bit obsession just over her um her um uh what's the word her discovery yes with her discovery and yes of course anybody with that kind of discovery they don't want to share it with nobody no so, um, like, even when he was so like cruel to her and didn't trust her, she still put herself yes. in harm's way and went out of her own way yeah. to save him and protect him. And she does this throughout the show, entire like show. entire show. She is protecting fails. Barnabas. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. If that's not loyalty, I I don't know what is. Yeah. So so this is when we talk about you know Doctor Lang he starts breaking down every point in Julia's you know Julia's reasoning for trying to move him. And, and he's go ahead. I'm sorry. It's okay. She she tells him you know he he's got a rare blood disorder, but Doctor Lang is just as smart. You know he's like so so what name have you given this disease? What 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 what's the name? Yeah. And well I haven't I haven't found a name that accurately describes his condition. And Doctor Lang claps back and goes. What about vampire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe they just... Sh- it's like taboo almost yeah. in the show to say vampire. Right. It's like saying mm-hmm. Macbeth in the theater. <laughs> but it's like... But he told... he told, He's basically told Julia. He's like... he He's been able to examine Barnabas long enough to know something is not right here. Right. Long enough. And he just straight up says to her that your patient could be considered one of the living dead. Yeah. Just right. flat out. And, and then he was like, let me see your neck. I mm-hmm. want to see your neck. And he mm-hmm. was, she was like, why? <laughs> and he admits as well that he's always had an interest in bizarre medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So Barnabas finally wakes up, meets Lang, and remembers the accident mm-hmm. and asks about Vicky straight up, like first off, like mm-hmm. asks about Vicky. And he tries to get up and leave, but he's stopped by Lang, of course. Mm-hmm. And Lang tells him that he's had a lot of experimental drugs injected into him. 
Mm-hmm. And that um, he needs to stay in his room at the hospital, like not be transported. Th- this is one of my favorite scenes. I, I, I love this scene so I much. Know. You know, and, and Barnabas, he, he's trying. He's trying to leave. He's like, what time is it? And he's like, it's four o'clock. And he's like, I got to get home. I got to right. get out of here. I got to go home. Right. And and being that it's almost four o'clock, you know, Barnabas is panicked and he's trying to get his clothes. and Before the sun rises and... Lang throws open the curtains. He's yes. like, it's four in the afternoon. Yeah, it is four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Bar- Barnaby just screams. Yes. Just screams. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's... he's now After, like, a five-second moment, he realizes that the sun hasn't harmed him. No. he and he's he, looking into the sun and... Yeah, he yeah he's utter, utterly, utterly amazed to find out that he's literally standing in the sunshine without burning or dying or shriveling up. I, I just, oh, I loved it so much. And I loved this scene, and I feel like Jonathan Frid acted the crap out mm-hmm. of it. And True thespian in this scene, for sure. Yes. And yeah. e- even Barnabas's words, like, he's like, how warm the sun is. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten. And that's, that's just, like, all he could say. Like, yeah. Just it's like awe. there's just joy on his face mm-hmm. to see the sunlight for the first time in almost 200 years, and I I could feel the joy and the elation he was feeling, and he looking at his hands, and, and yeah. Doctor Lang is going, what, "What are you doing? What are you looking at your hands for?" He's like, "I'm waiting for them to shrivel up. Yeah. When are they going to shrivel up?" Yeah. And they didn't, and he was like, "So you know what I am?" And Doctor Lang simply says, "I know what you were." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if a vamp could cry, yes, Barnabas would have cried. Yes. And because I, you could even hear it in Jonathan's voice. Maybe he's just that good of an actor, because he is. Yes. But if vampires could cry, he would have been crying. Yes. And and I wish he could have, because he's semi-cured. And I'm like, I wish he could produce tears. Yes. Like, and, and and he, I, I, loved, I love that Barnabas asked him, he was like, is, is this a joke? Is this a cruel joke? Yeah. Like, Bar- like, Angelique puts so much doubt in his heart that he could ever be free of this curse, especially after burning her portrait and it just came back to laugh at him. Yeah. And here is this Doctor Who, who mm-hmm. is completely mortal, doesn't know anything of the occult or curses, but he was able was to cure him. Just so fascinated in it and so good at what he does. And it was a lucky thing because Dr. Lang tells Barnabas, he was like, I don't know how we did it purely by accident, but we wrote everything down. Yeah. And, and, and he I was mean, like, I basically gave you an injection that Julia could not. Yes. Because I, they were working at the hospital in the lab. Julia had the basement of the old house to work yes. in. But, I mean, how lucky was that? And, and I guess I think at this point, Barnabas is still, he's not completely convinced that Angelique's going to allow this to happen or that it won't end in the way that it did with Julia. But Dr. Lang assures him that for now he can live like an ordinary man. And And he assures him that Julia did not rat him out. Yeah. Yeah. To Lang. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like Barnabas, he he accepted this. Okay. I get to live like an ordinary man. And mm -hmm. he comments on how he would have given years for just one day in the sunshine. And I truly believe that he meant it because even if this were only temporary, he was okay with it because even just for a short while, he could enjoy living like a, like an ordinary man. Yeah. And and this is when Dr. Lang tells Barnabas that he intends to send his notes on to Dr. Hoffman. And right. Barnabas push, pushes back a little because he doesn't trust Julia. And Dr. Lang tells him, look, Julia has your best interest at heart. Yeah. And and, and was, actually, she actually refused to tell me. Yeah. She was like, she pushed back. She wouldn't tell me. I had to drag it out of her. So, th- th- so, I, so she can be trusted with this new information to treat you if Lang happens to be unavailable. And we find out why he's so unavailable for Barnabas. Right, <laughs> right. But then Lang asks about Angelique. Yes. Straight up. 
And Barnabas tells him that she was a witch and that she put a curse on him and that he's scared that this won't last and she'll just replace pl- replace the curse back on him. Right. And, Especially and I mean, after that portrait incident. Right. And and this this scene, this this part of the series where Barnabas is cured, wonderful part of the series because finally, you know, this There's vampire chance. Yeah. Like, this vampire who has been a vampire since he came on uh-huh. is an or is finally an ordinary man, but but we get we get another taste of Angelique showing up to ruin everything like we have for the past couple seasons in 1795. Mm-hmm. Because we have to remember that she's already got a stooge because Roger is enamored with this painting. Right. We we don't right. we don't know the full magnitude of it, but we start we start seeing it very soon. Yeah. And you know, his his infatuation with the painting, it just becomes it just gets worse. Yeah. Worse and worse. And th- there's a scene, yeah, there's a scene where um the phone's ringing in the in Collinwood. Yeah. And Elizabeth finally comes around the corner to ask, answer it but not in time, you know. Whoever was on the other line had already hung up and um she sees Roger in the drawing room staring at this picture uh-huh. of Angelique and it's like why didn't you answer the phone? Just in his own world just and all of a sudden the tone in his voice changes and he sounds remarkably like Joshua Collins. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the I way that, the way that he talks to Elizabeth and says that she's been drinking and her hair looks like crap and, <laughs> and then calls her Naomi. <laughs> That's horrible. That's awful. <laughs> which which gives <laughs> which God. gives us the indication that he's channeling Joshua Collins and yes. doesn't snap out of it until Liz just is like, Your hand is shaking and she says with rage and just smack Yes, yeah, smacks him right across the face and like snap out of it. <laughs> and he whimpers, Liz, you hit me. <laughs> You hit me. You hit me. <laughs> I like, bet you were talking crazy. She's like, I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Roger comments to Liz that he can sometimes hear the voice of the woman in, in the portrait that he keeps staring at. Mm-hmm. And later at the hospital, while they're visiting Barnabas, Roger's very cold towards the doctor and to Barnabas. Mm-hmm. He sort of looks the way um, I would expect Angelique to look after realizing that Dr. Lang... <laughs> Cured Barnabas of his <laughs> She had, I wish I could see Angelique when, when she realizes that, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Lang. <laughs> it's like Barnabas ain't the enemy no more, it's Lang. Yeah, interfering. And she and she gets that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And Roger ends up taking the head mirror that belongs to Dr. Lang because Angelique told him to. Yeah, I can only assume anyway. He's her little stooge. Stooge. <laughs> and I can only assume he ends up leaving the hospital and says to Barnabas on his way out, it's not this easy. And I don't think those were Roger's words. I think those were Angela's words. Oh, totally. Words. Yeah. I, I think that it's not this easy. Uh-huh. You think you're cured. <laughs> not that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's almost like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get you Superman, but I'll, right. I'll get you. I'll get you Superman. <laughs> I'll get you, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Roger returns to Collinwood and begins to twist the head mirror fiercely, you know, as he stands in front of the painting, yeah. just angrily yes type i assume it's just one of angelique's voodoo tricks yeah um but it causes dr lang to have horrible headache Mm -hmm. and like to the point of doubling over and not being able to see yeah you know and at one point i imagine this was an attempt to kill him obviously right i mean but roger couldn't go through with it 
And when he was commanded to throw it into the fireplace, he just couldn't do it. Yeah. R- Roger was still in there while Angelique was messing with him, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and and Barnabas already guesses, like, he's seeing Dr. Lang with these horrible headaches, and I can't see, I can't see. He's like, this is Angelique. I know this is Angelique doing this like to I you. I try to tell you, she's going to come back. And Barnabas is so selfless in this moment. He begs Dr. Lang just to let him revert back to what he was because yeah. he can't let Eric die. He can't be responsible for but Dr. Lang won't give up. He won't give up. He's like, no. Which is funny coming from a vampire, you know, because that's totally against their um, their MO. true nature. Yeah. Well, I mean, Barnabas is mostly human at this point. Yeah, so he is. I and mean, so so Barnabas is still in the hospital, but Vicky gets to leave. Vicky, yeah. Vicky's well she, enough to leave. Yeah, she wasn't as critical. She She's packing up to leave. And Jeff she's Clark, got all her blood. Yeah, she's got all her <laughs> blood still there. <laughs> she's packing up a suitcase and you know jeff clark walks in and offers to drive her home and lang walks in and he and jeff exchange a look again that we know nothing about yet that we know nothing about yet and vicky introduces them but they both play it off like they don't know each other <laughs> but as soon as vicky leaves the room lang wants to know what jeff is doing there and yeah. tells him to get get back to work right and right he was like, I'm going to take her home. And, and Dr. Lang is trying to remind Jeff of something that he's holding over him. We yeah, don't know what that is. Right. And Jeff seems to think that Vicky might know something about his past that Jeff doesn't. And he's anxious to talk more with her. So now we understand that Jeff doesn't know anything about his past. You're like, yep, Peter Bradford, baby. I know you're Peter Bradford. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he doesn't know anything about his past. Yeah. And, you know, they hold on to this for a while. For a it's like time. It's like, what is Jeff's past, you know? Yeah. But Dr. Lang seems to be blackmailing him somehow. And all he says is that if you didn't work for me, where would you be? Mm-hmm. And that's literally all we get for this scene. And Jeff mm-hmm. walks out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeff, you know, like we said, has, has some am- amnesia about his past. And Dr. Lang doesn't seem to be quite the stand-up guy we knew we know him to be. Right. And honestly, at this point, I'm just happy that Dr. Lang was able to give Barnabas a semi-normal life. I didn't care that he wasn't a stand-up guy. Right. You, you right. know, even if it were just temporary and he couldn't make it forever, I was so inclined just to let this scene go for now yeah. <laughs> because I was so happy for Barnabas. Yeah. And the next scene is at Collinwood. Carolyn realizes that the marks on her neck are gone. Mm-hmm. And... In the hospital, Dr. Lang discovers that Vicky's marks are also gone. Mm-hmm. He and Julia both came to the same conclusion that Barnabas has been cured of his vampirism and his victims no longer suffer either. Yeah. like yeah. It just totally, like, vanishes. Yeah. Like, seems like. Which was great because, you know, his victims wouldn't care either. They're not going to give him up now that he's not a vampire. Right. And it kind of makes me wonder, you know... Like, those things just kind of disappeared, like the marks and stuff. I'm like, do they even remember that the curse? Like, right. What, the power they were under? Right. Like, or does it just vanish as well? Like, it doesn't get like brought up. It doesn't get brought up at all, almost. So I and wonder if that blacks out with the evidence going away as well. Well, well, it's like when like when somebody destroys a vampire, their victims go back to normal, and they don't even remember that yeah, they were like under, under a power, you know? Yeah. So and they don't even remember a blackout. It's just like life went on. Like, right. I, either way, it's it's it works in Barnabas's favor. Yeah. Favor. So. Yeah. So after finding out that Jeff wasn't staying at the Collinsport Inn like he said he was, Vicky is once again trying to prove to herself that she was in 1795 was, and that yeah. Peter Bradford really does exist yeah. or did exist. Did, yeah. And there's a storm overhead, but she insists on going down to the mausoleum because she didn't get to do that because she crashed the car. Right. And Julia goes down with her because she doesn't, I'm not going to let you do this alone. alone. (laughs) And Vicky wants to see if the secret room is really there because that's the last place she saw Peter safe. Yeah. And 
they get to the mausoleum and Vicky tries to remember, but she's interrupted because there's Jeff Clark. Mm-hmm. And he claims to have just been going for a walk and wasn't really sure what he was doing there. Yeah. And but that's yeah. Vicky, yeah. you know, she pleads with him. He's like, you do remember being here. We were here. This is the last place we saw each other alive, you know. And Vicky, you know, Jeff is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Stop. Just stop, you yeah, know. It's too overwhelming. And Vicky, had, you know, she tries to tell Julia where the room is, the secret room, but she can't remember how to get in. Vicky right. can't remember how she to get in. She knows where it's at. She's... Julia knows, but she's not going to let it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she remembers that one of the panels moved, but she can't remember how or which one it is. And she's like, I just can't remember. While she's speaking, Jeff very slowly goes over to that middle panel and reaches up and grabs that ring on the lion's head and pulls it open. Yep. And holy, this again, we're like, Jeff Clark boom, is Peter boom, Bradford. Boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this proves that Vicky did live through the past. Yeah. She's, there's no doubt about it now. I mean, that solidified it for her and that's yes. all that mattered to her. Yes. She, the that was the first thing that came out of her mouth, which for me was a good thing because it wasn't, holy crap, you're Peter Bradford. But it did kind of come out after that because she wants to know how he knew to open that secret panel. Yeah. And he can't explain it. You know, he can't. And Vicky realizes that Julia knew about the room, too, even if she's denying it. Right. <laughs> Vicky's a smart girl. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the revelation of the secret room causes Vicky to remember the night that she killed Noah Gifford and she retells the story. Uh, while that's going on, they flash over to Barnabas, who is shouting for Dr. Lang. Yeah. He had an urge for blood. Yeah. And he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And Dr. Lang says that these relapses would probably happen from time to time and tells Barnabas that he has a permanent cure for his vampirism. And we don't entirely know what it is at this time. Quite and, intriguing, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I just assumed it was a series of injections, you know, that Julia had no knowledge of when she was doing her experiments. Right. So he had more at his hands. Right. And his will to make something Julia couldn't. Well, I mean, the hospital wasn't Dr. Lang's. Like, he didn't run the hospital the yeah, way that Julia was doing. But he had the access that Julia didn't. I think he had a little more time because he wasn't running a hospital. He was probably just an attending physician there, you know. You're right. But yeah. I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so these very technical terms come up. <laughs> Julia goes to talk to Eric about the cure that he's trying to give to Barnabas and warns him that Barnabas might not be on board with it. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Clark walks in as Julia is leaving. And we learned that Dr. Lang sent him to a cemetery where there has been a recent burial. Yeah. And Jeff tells him that he was at Eagle Hill Cemetery where... There hasn't been a burial in over 50 years. Yeah. And he tells them of how he ran into Julia and Vicky at the cemetery, and Eric warns him not to see Vicky anymore because Barnabas wants to marry this girl, and he wants to keep Barnabas happy. Right. And and Julia thinks that Barnabas isn't going to be on board because Barnabas is very careful with his secret. He doesn't you know, trust. He doesn't trust. But but I think I think Barnabas... I think at this point, he's had a taste of happy. He's had a taste of normal. At this point, I think he's just about ready to do anything, you know. It's torture because, you know, Julia gave him a light of hope, and now Lang's given him a light of hope. Right, which has made him very skeptical about whether or not this is going to last. He keeps touching, yeah, he keeps touching that, and you can't help but be pessimistic about it, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that could be anybody, you know. Right. So while he's, you know... Chewing out Jeff for being at Eagle Hill Cemetery and seeing Vicky again, you know, we learn at this moment that Eric found Jeff at a mental hospital. 
and that Jeff is an alleged murderer. And he, it also appears that Eric is blackmailing Jeff to keep this information under wraps. Yeah, being his little, so, pro, not protege, but his little slave. Yeah, his his gopher, basically. Yeah. And he's basically what Willie was to Barnabas mm-hmm. when Barnabas first got up out of the coffin. So. And it's got to be something really good to make somebody stay and be faithful like that to you and obey your orders like that. Exactly. Without any power. Yeah. Like, like the the power that Lang has is this information. And you know? Lang just you know made Jeff believe this. You have a horrible past, and if you go back, you're going to be in trouble. Right. That, that's the. I, I could I could I could bring this up anytime I like. Yeah, and you get know. rid of you. You could be gone tomorrow. Exactly. So, so next scene we have is go is back at Collinwood where Roger is once again staring at the painting, <laughs> and <laughs> Vicky comes down the stairs because she hears talking, and the drawing room doors fly open, and it's Roger. Who's calling her Miss Winters? Roger doesn't call Vicky Miss Winters. He calls her Vicky. Yeah. And wants to know if she's been eavesdropping, and it'll become it could becomes very clear to Vicky that he is once again channeling Joshua Collins. Right. And she tries to prove to him that he is Roger Collins and not Joshua Collins, but he won't hear it until she picks up the phone yeah. and says, Roger, do you know what this is? And he snaps out of it and says, Vicky, is the phone for me? Yeah. And Vicky wants to take the portrait back to the dealer and let them sell it to Professor Stokes. But right. Roger convinces her just to go upstairs and go to bed. And he takes off with Angelique's uh-huh. portrait and leaves. Uh-huh. So the next morning, Jeff shows up at Collinwood and asks Vicky if she still plans to marry Barnabas. Yeah. And she tells him that she wasn't planning to still marry him, but wasn't sure how to tell him. And that she was planning to go to the hospital to break the news to him. But Jeff warns her not to go to the hospital because in some ways it's not safe for either one of them there. Right. But she goes anyway. And she walks in on Barnabas, who is admiring his reflection, Mm -hmm. y'all. And I think maybe he might have forgotten what he looked like. Yeah. You know, who's that handsome guy in the Absolutely. mirror? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, no reflection and not not even not to mention being locked in a box for almost right. 200 years. Right. When you got out of the box, you couldn't see yourself in yeah. a window, a mirror or nothing. Right. It's there, just, there's like not even a shadow. I, I'd, like, pro- I'd probably want to stare at my reflection for a little while, too. You know, I can only imagine like just stand there and admiring yourself just because you can. You can't help it. <laughs> But Vicky tells Barnabas that she feels like she was sent to the past for two reasons. Mm-hmm. She thinks that she was sent back to save Daniel Collins from being killed. And she thinks that she was sent back to meet Peter Bradford and that she is thoroughly convinced that Jeff Clark is Peter. Mm-hmm. Because of this, she tells Barnabas she cannot marry him. Oh. So in this causes Barnabas to go to Dr. Lang and tells him, I don't, I, I don't want to be uh, cured. I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I have to say it again that I really feel like Barnabas truly loved Victoria Winters. Absolutely. And I think that Victoria provided everything that Barnabas wanted in a woman. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it again. I, I think he loved Vicky more than he loved Josette. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, Barnabas and Vicky were similar. I don't think it's just their love for the past. You and, know? It, and it was the first time since coming back out of the coffin or coming out of his coffin that he allowed himself to actually feel love. Yeah. It's like, you, uh, like again, your reflection, you forget how that feels. And you've just accepted who you are and what you are, that it's just all vengeance and violence to right. get what you want. Right. And, and, and you know, I, I, they, they were both very kind, very thoughtful, very loving people who 
loved with everything that was in them, like their Mm -hmm. entire being, Mm -hmm. and just kind of got lost in love. And for Barnabas to lose her to another man, I think was just, I think it was very depressing for him. It was like choosing not to take care of yourself when you're depressed, you know? Well, it was just a flashback of, could have been when, you know, when Josette and Jeremiah ran off together, losing his woman to another man. Definitely. And I think it was so depressing for him that he just, he no longer cared what happened to him. And I think he no longer cared whether or not he was man or vampire. Yeah. And I think this is why he told Dr. Lang that he didn't want to proceed with the treatments anymore. And Dr. Lang is not having it. He's he's just like, you can't walk out on me now. Yeah. You know, after everything I've done for you. And, but then he, he guesses that Jeff Clark had a lot to do with Vicky's decision. So he offers Barnabas the chance to look exactly like. Jeff Clark. Oh my God. So we still don't know. Like, what does that even mean? Exactly. We, we, we don't know what that means. We don't know what Eric Lang has up his sleeve, but we, we do find out really soon. Like we know he's into bizarre medicine, but how bizarre. Yeah. How bizarre are we talking here? You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> but we learned that Eric Lang is much like Julia. He's, he's an excellent surgeon. He's, mm-hmm. he's a, you know, he, excellent scientist, excellent scientist. And, um, we, we find that out very soon too. Mm-hmm. So, Friends, that is all the time we have for for this episode. And um, next time we're going to get into the arrival of Cassandra. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> who is really Angelique for those of, of us who have, you know, watched <laughs> this over and over. <laughs> so next week, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Cassandra and we're going to talk about Roger and Cassandra and, and Dr. Lang's experiment and how he plans to cure Barnabas. Yeah. And that that's what we got for you. <laughs> so, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Um, once again, find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. And we will see you next time. Remember to keep it between us and the shadows. Good night. Good night. Victoria Winters has returned to the great house at Collinwood, back from her strange and frightening journey into the past. Now she and all those around her are haunted by the terrible events she witnessed in the year 1795. Events which may change the course of history and forever alter the destinies of all who live at Collinwood. And Barnabas Collins, fearful of what the future may bring, places his destiny in the hands of a stranger. You've been listening to Between the Shadows, a Dark Shadows podcast. All original Dark Shadows music, video clips, images, and media are the sole property of Dan Curtis Productions and is only used to promote Dark Shadows and should not be distributed, copied, or reproduced.